ahead of or following me. Training and fitness centred around building a core base of strength and stability and maintaining endurance across a range of disciplines. My team and I identified trigger points for mental issues and remembered ways to deal with them or thought up new ones. Custom vehicles were built and readied, a rowing boat called Gulliver, a kayak called Nelson and a bike called Hercules. I collected gear and clothing for land and sea and summer and winter. Some of it had to be logoed with the insignia of my major sponsors. Visas and spare passport, medical training and jabs, maps and trackers, crisis plans and a hefty insurance policy from an insurer willing to join us. Most of them were not willing to go anywhere near it. Which left us with the trickiest and most fickle task of all. Reconciling large bills and budgets with my bank accounts and overdrafts, it was going to be an extremely expensive project due to the scale, remoteness and length of the journey. By the time I left, it had absorbed all of my earnings and savings and the slush of my overdraft, and the remainder was mostly met by nearly 70 sponsors who partnered with the project because it or I aligned with their brand, values or goals. The final piece fell into place with just three weeks to go before April the 1st. I had been speaking for Accenture at their International Women's Day event in London. As I walked out to the drinks reception, Fiona grabbed my arm. We need to talk about money. I thought I'd filed my expenses claim incorrectly. Actually, they wanted to be the main sponsor. Up to that point, I was determined to set off and figure out the deficit as I journeyed, though in hindsight, having had to do that, I now know that it is a mission and a half to fill in such a big gap while underway and under time pressure. My team became a diverse mix of people who had been a part of my Indian Ocean row and newcomers, a mix of volunteers and professionals. I had a project manager, a PR manager, a couple of doctors, a psychotherapist, a logistics manager, a support kayaker, an accountant and a weather router, mostly working from the UK. Some found me, I found others, or they were recommended to me, and some I'd worked with on the Indian Ocean. For 15 months we all slogged away together in preparation. There was another key element to this adventure, and that was the idea of sharing the journey and its benefits. We scoped an education project for linking up with students around the world via live links or school visits, and with online resources. I chose charities to work with based on close links and causes. The breast cancer awareness charity Copperfield, the accessible sailing charity Jubilee Sailing Trust, the Motor Neurone Disease Association and WaterAid for their championing of safe hygiene and water supplies around the world. Three cheers for Sarah, shouted my mum from the gangway above us, and everyone hollered in response. Just come home safely, she had said at our final hug moments before we got on the water. We, in this instance, was me and Justine Kogenvan, in our separate kayaks, mine blue, hers red. From the earliest planning stages, I knew that I needed to team up with someone for the kayaking, as my experience was limited, and the leg between Russia and Japan especially would be remote and technical. Justine! You need Justine! said some paddlers when I asked if they had any ideas about how and where I find this person. I was suitably awed that someone was known in the sea kayaking world by only their first name. And, upon googling her, I saw that a string of kick-ass kayak journeys and films had made her world-renowned. Justine helped train me at first, and then I popped the question. 
Happily, she said yes. After kayaking from London to France, Justine would then rejoin me in Far Eastern Russia, six months hence, to kayak with me to Japan, with a trip out to China to film me for a week. I paddled away from the pontoon nervously, having been too busy with finding sponsorship to kayak for months, afraid that the choppy tidal Thames would pull me over. Elephants, not just butterflies, paraded about inside. I was nervous. I was excited. I felt a bit sick with the adrenaline. A helicopter buzzed somewhere above. The VHF radio in my buoyancy aid crackled with traffic, while the two Royal Navy escort boats carrying my family, press and sponsors hummed into position. River traffic frothed past, kicking up wake. On all sides, London plodded on with its midday routine. The klaxon blared, waving upwards.